0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. In the bullpen today, we have Mr. Grayson Quay, weekend editor at The Week and columnist at The Spectator World. Um,
1: The editor thing is something else, I'm a former editor myself, how are you sir? Doing well doctor, thank you for having me on the show, I love your theme music. And <laughs> yeah, good. weekend editor at the week sounds like a fake job, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm enjoying it so much. It's far. a real job, believe me, <laughs> <Yeah>, I know. <laughs> okay,
0: um, we're going to talk about the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Russia invading the Ukraine, primarily from the perspective of the GOP's response. Because their response to me is more ironic than the response of those on the left. But we could talk about both. I don't want to presume what you know or believe about that topic. So if you would give us your sentiment and I will respond.
1: Yeah, so there are a few different messages coming out of the GOP right now. Most notably, I think, and coming from former President Donald Trump, I just rolled my eyes through that entire interview. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think Donald Trump's number one issue as always is Donald Trump. Yeah. (laughs) And he just can't seem to focus on much of anything else. Ah, uh, the more establishment line from the GOP seems to be that uh, President Biden's not doing enough with his sanctions, and then you have kind of the more populist line, which is why is this any of our business at all? You know, and you're correct. You're absolutely 100% right. So let me dissect a few of these
0: political positions of the right. You have Candace Owens. I know she doesn't represent mainstream, but she kind of does. All right, she's very popular. She raises a lot of money. Uh, and she's someone who is worthy of the endorsement or oh, people try to get her endorsement who run in the Republican primary Republican party. So Candace always comes out and she basically says, hey, forget about Ukraine. We need to invade Canada because she wants to protect uh, the truck convoy, which is a very small minority of Canadians. 91% of truckers are vaccinated. This is because of the vaccine mandates of that country. So she says, no, we need to invade Canada. So that's one kind of response. You got a lot of uh, coverage for that, and then you have this this response from the GOP that says, "Well, who cares? It it belonged to Russia anyway. Uh, Russia can go back and get it. Used to belong to Russia. They can go back and get it back." Uh, that's like saying that Mexico can go get Texas back, <laughs> right? That's okay. Like people would have a problem with that. The the you know here's the fundamental basis of this. Is the Ukraine a sovereign nation? Yes, it's a sovereign nation. Why do you think there's such a schizophrenic response from Republicans in particular as it relates to a very common idea that sovereign nation should not be invaded? And and I will say this, I am anti-war. All of them are liars. America lies, Russia lies. The Ukraine has lied, NATO lies. So this is not a good guy versus bad guy scenario for me. But I have to point out some interesting nuances of how this is being responded to by those in the Republican Party,
1: go ahead. Yeah, I think those nuances are interesting as well. Uh, To respond to Candace Owens, first of all, um, I'm not entirely sure we should take her her (laughs) statement about invading Canada seriously, at least I hope not. Um, I was a supporter of the trucker protests for the most part. And I think that even if you weren't a supporter of the trucker protests, it should be pretty clear that Trudeau did not need to invoke his country's emergency act for only the second time in Canadian history during peacetime. The first time was his father, Pierre Trudeau. Um, the uh, most of the regions of Canada were already starting to drop their vaccine passports. Um, most of the so let me respond to, to that. Gone. Because yeah.
0: you know we're talking about an entirely different country, right? Mm-hmm. But seventy percent of Canadians agreed with Trudeau's move. Uh, to enact the emergency powers for a public safety or public health reason. They agreed with him, the majority of the country. We're not talking about Democrats, Republicans, left, right. We're talking about the majority of Canadians agree with the move. So if you disagree with Trudeau, I get that you, you have a right to agree or disagree with anybody. But when you look at the context of their country, the majority of their country, the majority of Canadians are saying, listen, we understand stand why he did it, and we're cool with it. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, the majority of Canadians can be wrong. They eat ketchup chips up there. I mean, but this on. is about, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute, brother. Think about what you're saying. I want you to really consider it. Are you Canadian? I am not. Okay. Canada is its own nation. Mm-hmm. This was a public health issue, meaning the public weighs in or the public is impacted. The public in this context are Canadians. Are you telling me that in the United States of America, a person that is not Canadian knows better than the majority of Canadians
1: in their own country? I think that Justin Trudeau was wrong, and 30% but I'm of Canadians, talking about is still the a pretty long Canadians who
0: said, We agree with the enacting of emergency powers.
1: We're talking about. Yes, I think they were wrong.
0: You think they are wrong about how they would like to govern their own country during a health, public health crisis. Yes, and I'm sure you think plenty of countries are wrong about how they want to govern their own country. You know, that's interesting. When it comes to a public health issue, I've been on the record and said clearly. I want them to make decisions based on the observation of science and data. There are some countries that have done it quite differently than America. I'm okay sure, with that. Well as long look, as the I imagine that okay. uh, Kim
1: Jong Un has a very high approval rating in in North Korea, but are I think you that comparing you, would say you wait a minute. Say, I would come say on, that you think Mr. that Quay. they know that you know better than them how they Mr. want their country run, right? Mr. Quay. I'm not comparing Canada to come North on. Korea. I'm come just on, saying Gil there's right. nothing inherently wrong Mr. With Quay. disagreeing with a majority. No, that's fine. I
0: just country. wanted to highlight the irony of that. But Mr. Quay, you cannot compare a fake poll, which is all you get from Kim Jong-un to an independent third party poll. That's external of the Canadian government surveying citizens of Canada. You cannot compare those surveys, sir, come on. You're right, Fair you enough. know
1: better than that. Oh, I'm sure if you ran a real poll, Kim Jong-un would have pretty high approval ratings too. Those people are pretty well, brainwashed they've been adopted, and that's very sad. Exactly. They
0: control exactly, 100% of the media, right? They control all the media. So yeah, they probably think a certain way about the guy. Sure thing, yeah. All right, but all to,
1: right, go to, to circle back to the to the Ukraine thing, yeah, I don't think that there's any comparison between Russia, what Justin Trudeau's done and what Vladimir Putin's doing. Okay. Obviously, if I had to choose which country I wanted to live in, if I had to choose if I wanted to be a Canadian trucker arrested in Ottawa, or a Ukrainian soldier on the front lines right now, there's there's no question, right? Yeah, all right, so
0: let's talk about the action of Putin. Trump has said his actions were genius, okay? We went through four years of his presidency where he basically licked the boots of Vladimir Putin, disagreed with all of his intelligence agencies and agreed with Putin's response to them. Um, and now you see what's happening, right? You you are clear that what Putin is doing is in fact an invasion in a
1: sovereign nation, right? There's no ambiguity about that, right? Certainly, yeah. There's no ambiguity okay. there. This is a war of aggression. All I'm right. absolutely uh, willing to condemn that.
0: All right. Now here's the other side of the coin, because the question is, and I know people say, well, you know, black folks aren't really part of that argument. I've heard that from my commentary yesterday. Uh, If we go to war, black folks are part of that argument. Black folks are part of the deployment, all right, families all across, right? And Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. put it this way. He said, listen, when America is at war, America becomes desensitized to policies domestically. So all of the progress we're fighting for gets put on the back burner when America is in international conflict. So it has a real cause and effect relationship right here at home. So now, do you think that we should remain?" diplomatic and sanction heavy? Or do you believe that at some point if this thing goes all the way to the extreme, America needs to engage in actual warfare, not just cyber warfare or sanctions, but actual physical military combat?
1: Well, it would depend on what you meant by all the way to the extreme. It's pretty extreme already. Now, if Putin were to invade the territory of any NATO member, we have a treaty obligation to defend those people. And in that case, yes, I would support fulfilling that treaty obligation. Um, I don't really think it would be wise to send American soldiers to die for Ukraine at the moment though. I'm in favor of using sanctions, but I'm to be perfectly honest, not very confident that they'll be effective. Sanctions haven't historically been very effective at achieving foreign policy goals, but they make you feel like you're doing something. You've been in the business of writing, curating information,
0: you know things. So I'm going to pose a question to you. Typically when there's a war, there's the front narrative and then there's the behind the scenes narrative. The front narrative is how you sell the war, right? So you have this, here's how we're going to sell the war. How is Putin selling the war to his political class and to the citizens of Russia? He's selling the war by saying, this is for the protection of Russia. He's appealing, To the bare essential of human existence which is self preservation. So he's appealing to self preservation and getting the authority to enact war outside of the country, right? Now that's how he sells it. But then when you peel the hood back some, you see, well, the Ukraine is mineral and material rich. They are the leading country in multiple raw materials. You also have your pipeline that he will at some point take control over as well. Do you think there's an economic incentive here for what Vladimir Putin is doing
1: in his invasion of the Ukraine? Well, I think there is. I think it's an irredentist move. He's trying to reclaim territory that was formerly held by the Soviet Union and before that by the Russian Empire. Russia's had basically the same foreign policy for 800 years, right? Which is to carve out this sphere of influence for itself. Um, so, yeah, I certainly think that that's the case. Now, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Tucker Carlson's comments about okay. the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Um, he made these comments of, you know, what has Vladimir Putin ever done to you? Why should you hate him? Um, and he made a few comparisons to uh, domestic issues in America. He said, Vladimir Putin's never called me a racist, for example, um, right. where I think he was. Uh, I would say probably intentionally if I had to guess uh, channeling Muhammad Ali, who said I don't have a quarrel with any Viet Cong, right? Which he never actually said this version of it, but was later turned into the slogan, uh, no Viet Cong ever called me the N word, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I think that's what he was doing. But what people missed on that- False they comparison. Said,
0: oh, false yeah. comparison, Mr. Quay. How's that? Well, number one, uh, Muhammad Ali had a religious exemption. Mm-hmm. And the military recognized religious exemptions, but they did not want to recognize his religious exemption because it was rooted in Islam, which the American government did not like Muslims in the United States of America. So he was citing the hypocrisy of America. And then they tried to make Muhammad Ali these offers. They said, listen, you won't really fight we'll just have you do some prize fighting. You'll travel around and you'll do boxing matches. You will still be able to entertain through your craft of boxing. He said no, he stood on principle. So it's a very different reality with a Muhammad Ali and Tucker Carlson is no freaking Muhammad Ali brother. Come on man, Tucker Carlson, in his rhetoric, he's simply providing cover because that's what Donald Trump has told his cronies to do—to provide cover to Vladimir Putin. The way the move works is Trump tells you what the play is, and everybody else falls in
1: line with that play. I know you see. Well, that you talked way. earlier about we talked earlier about Trump licking Vladimir Putin's boots. But if you just look at this in the in the simplest possible way, under President Obama, Vladimir Putin invaded and seized Ukrainian territory. Under President Trump, Vladimir Putin did not invade or seize any Ukrainian territory. And now under President Biden, Vladimir Putin has invaded and seized Ukrainian territory. So if you're just looking at the facts right on their face, I think it's hard to say- well, Let's look at that this fact. Trump was licking Putin's boots. If Trump was- oh, Come on, as, if come Trump on was, man. Come Okay, on. look, you have to draw a distinction between what Trump said and what Trump did. Okay, what did Trump say? Look, I mean, Trump talked a big game about uh, all kinds of things legislatively. But in the he end, legislative legitimate was Putin. tax cuts like Reagan and Bush, which I was not a fan of.
0: He praised I Vladimir mean, Putin, right? So let me ask you this. Do you think if Trump um, were president right now, or maybe he becomes president later? Do you think that Donald Trump enacts a policy that would um, stop Russia from invading the Ukraine? Or do you think Trump would do as he has done in other instances when he was president? He would turn away because of the corporate interest or the business interest or an allyship
1: interest in America. Well, look, I can't, I can't predict a counterfactual, right? Trump isn't president. Well, but right I'm now. not asking he- you to predict. I'm asking you to make a
0: reasonable conclusion based on the historical evidence of the leader that was in charge of this country for four years.
1: Sure, and based on the historical evidence, Russia did not seize any Ukrainian territory you think during the Trump, Trump administration. Trump would
0: do something affirmative against Vladimir Putin.
1: Do I think he would go to war with Russia? I'm not sure, would do you Russia think have done he would this do do Trump I'm not sure.
0: What would Trump do differently right now, brother,
1: if he were I president? I imagine he'd be pursuing sanctions similar to what Biden okay, is doing there you if go, I had to exactly. guess. There you go, all
0: right, I appreciate you being on the show. He wouldn't do a damn thing differently, that's my point. Thank you, Mr. Quay.